0: It was June of 1944, and dawn came to the New Guinea jungle where the 23rd Regiment was digging in. Around them were trees and vegetation blasted by the artillery and mortar bombardment of the night. The air was filled with the smell of gunpowder and the curses of men as they hacked into the root-entangled earth. They had just captured the ground they were on, after fighting Japs all night long. Lieutenant Dale Breckenridge Six feet four inches tall, weighing 260 pounds, gazed ahead at the jungle, expecting the Japs to counterattack at any moment. His left leg was covered with blood from a bayonet wound in his thigh, and his uniform was torn to shreds. He had cuts on his arms, chest, and shoulders from the brutal hand-to-hand clash that had just ended. The Japs had gone for broke in their big night attack, but the G.I. stopped them cold and pushed them back. Lieutenant Breckenridge looked at his watch. It was six o'clock in the morning. He couldn't understand why the Japs hadn't counterattacked yet. The men from the 23rd were tired, low on ammunition, and hungry. They were vulnerable, and surely the Japs knew it, but maybe the Japs were tired, low on ammunition, and hungry, too. Maybe they couldn't mount another attack after the beating they'd just taken. Lieutenant Breckenridge lit a lucky strike and looked around. The battlefield was a nightmare of shell craters and devastated jungle. Bodies of Japanese soldiers lay everywhere, and here or there a stray arm or leg could be seen, blown off the body from which it had been attached. Lieutenant Breckinridge knelt on one knee, raised his binoculars to his eyes, and examined the jungle in front of him for the trembling of leaves or the sudden peculiar movement that would signal the onslaught of more Japanese soldiers. Next to Lieutenant Breckinridge, P.F.C. Craig Delane from New York City, a former socialite and playboy and now Lieutenant Breckinridge's runner, dug a hole for both of them in the ground. Delane was of medium height, built on the slim side, with blonde hair and delicate facial features. His entrenching tool was bent into its L position, and he swung it like a pickaxe at a root as thick as his wrist that was hindering his progress. PFC Delane gritted his teeth and perspiration streaked his face. He raised his entrenching tool in the air and brought it down with all his strength, but the blade of the entrenching tool merely bounced off the root. "'Son of a bitch!' he said. Lieutenant Breckenridge turned toward him. "'What's the matter with you?' "'I can't get through this goddamn fucking root!' "'Let me try it.' Lieutenant Breckenridge stood and limped toward the hole which had been a shell crater. He jumped inside and took the entrenching tool from PFC Delane, who stepped back out of the way? Lieutenant Breckenridge spread his legs far apart, gripped the entrenching tool tightly in his hands, and poised it over his head. He took aim and swung the entrenching tool downward. Smack! The root was cut in half. Lieutenant Breckenridge handed the entrenching tool back to PFC Craig Delane. Here. PFC Craig Delane took the entrenching tool and Lieutenant Breckenridge climbed out of the trench. He lay on his stomach because he didn't want to present too inviting a target to any Jap snipers, and raised his binoculars again, scanning the treetops. Footsteps approached from his left. Sir? Lieutenant Breckenridge turned and saw lanky Sergeant Cameron kneel beside him. Sergeant Cameron's nose had been broken during the night and was covered with a bloody, dirty bandage. Eight dead and twelve wounded, Sergeant Cameron said. Lieutenant Breckenridge frowned. Before the battle last night, he'd had forty men and one officer. Now, he was down to twenty men and one officer. Shit, he said. Sergeant Cameron shrugged and took a pinch out of his package of beechnut chewing tobacco, placing the tobacco in his right cheek. He, too, was cut and torn by bayonets, and his eyes were half-closed with fatigue. Tell the men to get ready, because I think the Japs are coming back any minute now, Lieutenant Breckenridge said. What about Chow? They need after they dig in, if there's time. Don't you think you should get that leg looked at, sir? It's not that bad. I'll send the medic over. Sergeant Cameron walked away. Lieutenant Breckenridge raised his binoculars to his eyes and scanned the jungle straight ahead. He wondered if the Japs had been beaten so badly last night that they wouldn't come back. He'd been told that the Japs had three divisions west of the 23rd Infantry Regiment's position, but he didn't know how much of that force was in the vicinity. Lt. Breckinridge's cigarette dwindled to one inch, so he took out another one and lit it with the burning end of the butt. He knew he shouldn't smoke so much, that it cut his wind and made his mouth taste like shit, but his veins were full of adrenaline, and he couldn't help himself. The battle had just ended and might start again at any moment. He couldn't calm down.